You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. Four agencies have been collaborating on a local effort to get more people of color with developmental disabilities to live independently. Health reporter Raquel Stephen has this story from WXXI's Inclusion Desk. Traditional or self-directing, those are the two options for people receiving services from the state office for people with developmental disabilities. Self-directed clients are able to customize their own schedule and hire their own staff, which provides more flexibility than the traditional approach. The group of local agencies has been making a coordinated effort to get marginalized communities in the Rochester area to use it more often. The president of Empowering People's Independence, Jeff Sinsabach, said he noticed some inequities within his agency's programs during the COVID-19 pandemic. When I was looking at our staffing, our staff in our traditional services are made up primarily of women and minorities that work in group homes, day programs, and other things. In our self-hired program, our staff was almost entirely white. This is why Sinsabox met with the Galasano Foundation two years ago to request funding to collaborate with minority-centered agencies to reach those marginalized communities, including the Urban League of Rochester. Michelle Sir is the Senior Vice President for the League's Department for Developmental Disabilities and Family Services. It's the way it has to be. You know, why wouldn't they be able to make their own decisions of what programming they want, what supports they want, what fun things they want to do in the community, you know, where they want to live, who they want to live with, all of that aspect of you and I make those decisions each and every day, and why can't they? With the collaborative effort nearing an end, Sinsabach says the outreach has been successful, and he will be presenting the strategy to agencies across the state. Raquel Stephen, WXXI News. This story comes from WXXI's Inclusion Desk, focusing on disabilities and inclusion. And you can find more stories at WXXINews.org. The top leader at Lollipop Farm says discussions are ongoing among that organization and other groups about the need to address the impending loss of a local emergency veterinary practice. WXXI's Randy Gorbin has the details. Alice Calabrese, who is president and CEO at Lollipop Farm, which is also the Humane Society for Greater Rochester, says there are talks underway about the recent news that veterinary specialists and emergency services will be closing within the next couple of months. Calabrese says that Lollipop Farm realizes that decision will have an impact on a number of pet owners and organizations. We're trying to be part of that solution, talking with um, a lot of entities at the county level, the city level, um, private practices, and Cornell University. Um, which has been a longtime partner. So I think together we will find uh, a good solution for that. Despite the fact that Cornell University's Hospital for Animals is a -a 24-hour-a-day operation, Calabrese realizes that's not a great alternative for a lot of pet owners. Down the road, an hour is always an option, uh, not always the answer. So it's a very complex problem. We would like to work with all the entities to find a solution because it's not going to come from just one nonprofit. Calabrese was heartened to hear from local assembly member Jen Lunsford on Wednesday that Lollipop Farm will be getting a $2.5 million state grant to put toward a $20 million expansion project at their facility. 
Randy Gorman, WXXI News. An estimated 19 children are struck and killed getting on or off a school bus in the U.S. each year. And some 50,000 drivers illegally pass school buses each day in New York State. Those are some of the figures Monroe County Executive Adam Bellow shared as he announced yesterday that the county is offering us all suburban school districts an opportunity to join the county's bus patrol program. Bus Patrol will equip school buses with stop-arm cameras to help us better enforce traffic laws and to educate motorists about the danger of passing stop school buses. Bellow says the initiative with Bus Patrol, a technology company, doesn't cost school districts or taxpayers money, but he says it does pay significant dividends and safety. The Hilton Central School District was the first to embrace the program. Casey Kasorik is the superintendent there. The number one priority we have as a school district is to ensure the safety of our students. And this is a great step for us to continue to make sure that students are safe as they come to school and then as we return them in the evening. Drivers who are photographed passing a school bus with its lights flashing and the stop sign out face fines of up to $300. Bellow says violators will not receive points on their license or see an impact on their insurance rates, but he says these fines should serve as a deterrent. The Rochester City School District is not eligible for the county program, but it is considering a similar initiative. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.